Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we're dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our honor roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to episode 11 of Disney Honor Roll, original release date, March 3rd, 2021. Today we will be grading Expedition Everest, but first it's time for our morning announcements. Birthday week is next week. Yeah. It's my birthday next week and it's Chrissy's birthday next week. The best week ever. It sure is. Be sure to keep an eye out on our Instagram and Facebook for our giveaway. Yay, it's exciting. Since we can't party with you, we will party on Instagram and Facebook and give you a present. So make sure you're paying attention to our social media. One of our early birthday presents is that we found out this week that Joe Rohde has a new job. Now, if you don't remember, Joe Rohde is a former Disney Imagineer who worked on countless projects for the Walt Disney Company. He was the genius behind Animal Kingdom. Yes, he was absolutely amazing. And now he will be working for Virgin Galactic to prepare for the commercial space travel that they are starting. Incredible. He is the first experienced architect for Virgin Galactic. The CEO of Virgin Galactic, who was the former president of Disneyland, Michael Colglazier, knew from day one that he wanted to bring Joe Rohde in on this project. Can we think about that for a minute? Commercial space travel. I know. Holy guacamole. Unbelievable to think about. My grandpa is a huge fan of space and everything, and I just wish he wasn't 90 years old because I think he'd be the first one to sign up for this. I think he would be too. That's... It's really just mind-boggling to me. And then to have these former Disney employees. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be so awesome. It really is. And especially Joe Rohde. He is just so amazing. Just his work is unbelievable. And this is the perfect episode for us to discuss this news because we are grading Expedition Everest, which was one of the attractions that he spent so much time and effort and also money on. So thank you, Joe Rohde, for getting this job this week and announcing Yes, thank you. We appreciate that. (laughs) Perfect for our podcast. (laughs) I think he knew that. That's why he did this. Of course he did. (laughs) Expedition Everest really shows how invested Joe Rohde is in his work and how he really makes the most authentic experience possible for the guests. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like with him now in this commercial space travel industry. I am so excited to see. I know. I can't wait either. Well, now we are going to be introducing a new mini segment called Roll Call. Roll Call. (laughs) So thank you to Bob and Cindy, who are our very first salutatorian members on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We greatly appreciate your support in keeping our podcast up and running. Yes, we are so grateful for that. And just a reminder, if you would like to become a teacher's pet, a salutatorian, or a valedictorian, just visit patreon.com slash Disney Honor Roll. We can shout you out too. Yes. And on that same note, thank you for the reviews you're leaving us. If you haven't left us a review yet, wherever you listen to your podcasts, please do so. We read each and every one of them. Yes, we would love to read them. Now let's move on to our progress reports. Flower and Garden Festival starts today in Epcot. Yay! 
This is one of the most popular festivals of the year with beautiful character topiaries throughout the park. They are so incredible. They're just amazing to look at and it's amazing what they can do with these plants and flowers. It's unbelievable. It is. And most of the flower and garden festival last year, the parks were closed. So it's exciting that they are open this year for that. Like every festival lately, there is a scavenger hunt to go along with it. So exciting. This one is called Spike's Pollen Nation Exploration. That's a fun name. Yeah. Guests can look for specific flowers and Spike the honeybee will be there pollinating them. Cool. You can add the sticker to the map like always and then turn in the map for a springtime surprise. So cute. For the foodies out there, there is a garden graze food stroll with five plant-based options. Once you purchase all five items, you can redeem your card for a complimentary item. That sounds delicious, and I think that plant-based is the way to go now. It's very hip and trendy. It sure is. So it'll be very cool to see what they come up with. Especially with it being in Epcot and growing so much food there. Yeah. My husband absolutely loves all things flower and garden. He was a landscaper for many, many years, so this is his favorite time to visit, and we spend a ton of time looking at all the beautiful topiaries and the plants and the flowers. It's so awesome. It really is so beautiful there. We love taking pictures in front of the topiaries. I have such a great, or I guess two pictures, of us in front of Rafiki holding up Simba. And I had my husband hold up both of my boys individually for different shots, just like Rafiki was holding up Simba above his head. And I just love looking at those pictures. That's so cute. Another thing that's coming back for the Flower and Garden Festival are concerts. Yay! We have not seen concerts in Epcot for so long, and there will be different musical groups and bands positioned in different theaters and stages around Epcot for guests to enjoy the show. A new concert series called City Beautiful Bandstand will feature local bands from Orlando on Sundays, Mondays, Fridays, and Saturdays. They will range from pop and Motown R&B to 80s pop and Latin. It's so great that they're starting this, and I know that they've had some music throughout this reopening period, but these are actually like scheduled concerts, so it's nice to see that they're bringing these back. It could mean more good things for the entertainment in Disney World. I hope so. In other news, Disney updated their face covering policy once again. It now specifies that face coverings need to be worn while seated in dining areas when not actively eating or drinking. So as you first sit while you're ordering and before your food arrives, your mask needs to stay on. Yes, it seems like a lot of people online are very upset over this. They sure are. But I don't really see an issue with this. Mm -mm. It's just out of respect for the cast members that are serving you. I mean, the server should not be at extra risk when coming over to your table to take your order or to see how things are going. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, when I, when I was going out to restaurants over the summer, I would keep my mask on when I was ordering, at least, just out of respect to the waiter or waitress. So I don't understand the big uproar about this. Yeah, and I just think we should all just respect each other and treat each other like we'd want to be treated. And I know that's very teachery, but some people might need to hear that. Yes, absolutely. So let's move on to our ride of the day, Expedition Everest. Yay! I want to give a huge shout out to my 8th grade students. I affectionately call them the Three Amigos. They know who they are. (laughs) Um, They suggested that we grade this ride this week. They are starting their very own podcast as a class project. So if you're listening, boys, good luck and get back to work because I'm sure you're listening to this in my class. It is very good research, though. 
So keep listening. <laughs> I am not your teacher, so I can say that. So you should probably listen to your teacher. <laughs> All right. So the official name of this ride is Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. It's a steel coaster and themed around the Yeti protecting the Forbidden Mountain next to Mount Everest. It is the fastest roller coaster at Animal Kingdom, and it is also the tallest roller coaster in any of the Disney theme parks. Interesting. The attraction was announced in 2003, and it took three years to construct. It opened for previews on January 26th, 2006, and opened officially on April 7th, 2006. Like we said, it's the tallest roller coaster. It is 199.5 feet tall because any buildings over 200 feet need a blinking light on the top of it for aircraft. And another fun fact, it is six inches taller than the next tallest attraction building in Walt Disney World. Now, Sharon, do you want to take a guess as to what the second tallest attraction is? Ooh. All right, so... I know Space Mountain needs that blinking light. Tower of Terror. I'm going to go with Tower of Terror. You're right. It is the Hollywood Tower Hotel. You are right. Oh, yes. All right. Trivia night, here I come. <laughs> All right. So here's some more interesting information about the structure of this ride. The mountain facade, the Yeti audio animatronic, and the roller coaster are three independent structures. None of the three structures touch each other. Think about that for a second. Crazy. Yep. Considering the Yeti is inside of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Weird. So this was achieved via a 4D scheduling software that provided the exact details on how and when to construct each piece of the puzzle. Hmm. A few episodes ago, I talked about the science of Disney Imagineering DVDs that I watched with my students. And I, I'm going to rave about them again. These DVDs highlight this attraction so much. I guess they were filming these around the time that they were building this attraction. So there's a lot of information about this and they go into very detailed description about the design of this attraction and about the software that they use. And it's just incredible to think about how a piece of software tells you exactly when and where and how you need to build something. It's so cool. It's truly amazing. Um, I highly recommend watching it. If you haven't seen the Science of Disney Imagineering and you are a teacher, please watch them. They are absolutely incredible. And my favorite Imagineer, Asa Kalama, he is the host. He is just so great. Oh, Asa. We love Asa. <laughs> the queue of this ride is one of the most detailed in Walt Disney World. It starts in a travel agency office, then passes a temple with little holy figures. Then the visitors enter the tea garden, then a room with expedition equipment. And then you enter the Yeti Museum, which sets the scene for the Yeti that you're trying to find on this ride. Throughout this queue, there are about 8,000 artifacts that the Imagineers brought back to Disney World with them from a research trip to Nepal. So incredible that they found all these artifacts. And that's just another testament to our friend Joe Rohde. It sure is. And another little side note here, if you are in the single rider line, you skip all of these exhibits. So if you really want to see them... You gotta wait in line. I love that the queue entertains you without sticking a screen in your face. I agree. It's pretty cool. Lots to read and look at. Definitely great for the little ones too. Well, they can't be that little because there's a height requirement. Right. But the younger, <laughs> the younger fans here. The ride lasts two minutes and 50 seconds. And the average wait time is about 36 minutes. 
not as bad as I thought the average wait time would be. Yeah, I was very surprised as well to see the average wait time so low. We use thrilldata.com, who collects a lot of data about wait times and theme parks. So we trust their information, and I was just surprising to see. It was. Everything else I wasn't too surprised at, but this one I was. All right, so let's go through the ride. Your ride starts by winding around some of the foothills of the mountain, and then you travel up through what looks like a temple and climb to the top of the mountain. You then travel down through the first drop, through a tunnel, and then start to climb again, when suddenly you see that the track in front of you is broken. The train pauses momentarily while you hear scary growls. Is that the Yeti? What's going to happen? Then you start to move backwards and into the darkness. Yes. You twist and turn and start to climb again while you're going backwards. When you finally stop, you see a projection of the Yeti's shadow tearing apart another piece of the coaster track. You then begin to move forward again and gain speed as you race through additional tunnels. In the final tunnel, you see a massive audio-animatronic Yeti that looks like it's about to get you. As it swings down to you, you escape just in time. All right, so let's talk about this audio-animatronic for a minute. (laughs) Like you said... It's swinging down to get you, but it's supposed to be swinging. Supposed to be. A little backstory. This Yeti is the largest and most complex audio animatronic figure ever built by Walt Disney Imagineering. It is 25 feet tall and it's controlled by 19 actuators when functioning in A mode, its full mode of operation. In A mode, it can move 5 feet horizontally and 18 inches vertically. You know, that's pretty incredible to me. I never would have thought that it was 25 feet tall, just because of where the train car is in position to the Yeti itself. It's crazy. The voice behind the Yeti, the roaring, (laughs) is provided by Fred Tatashore, who was a voice actor in many animated films and shows, including The Hulk. Hulk smash. Very nice little tidbit. (laughs) So, a few months after the ride opened in 2006, the Yeti's figure framing split, and they had to stop moving the Yeti. It can only be operated now in B mode, which it doesn't actually move. They just have a strobe light on it to make it look like it's moving. So, because of the strobe light, many fans now call it Disco Yeti. (laughs) Funny name for it. (laughs) I want to make t-shirts now with a Yeti and a disco ball. (laughs) let's do it (laughs) i need to make a disney honor roll etsy shop with all my ideas you should (laughs) now this yeti cannot be repaired because the design limits access to the yeti without major disassembly of the entire structure rumor has it that the concrete split in the base of the yeti structure due to a glitch in the 4d scheduling software that didn't allow the concrete to cure long enough before adding the fabrication of mountain elements in roller coaster track pretty crazy considering this detailed 4D scheduling software that I was just raving about <laughs> a few minutes ago. It would have um, made sure that the concrete was set. But Yeah, I mean, it, it is just a rumor. But still, it's it's crazy that it was designed in such a way that it can't be fixed easily. Yeah. That seems silly. Of course, people asked our dear Joe Rohde about this. And he had quite a quote. <laughs> and he said... You have to understand, it's a giant complicated machine sitting on top of, like, a 46-foot tall tower in the middle of a finished building. So, it's really hard to fix, but we are working on it. 
and we continue to work on it. We have tried several things, none of them quite get to the key, turning of the 40-foot tower inside of a finished building, but we are working on it. I will fix the Yeti someday, I swear. Yet he didn't fix it before he left. <laughs> or should I say, Yeti, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> but um, that's all right. You can all grow out there. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he'll bring the Yeti with him into space. Now that would be something. If there's no gravity, then maybe they don't need that giant concrete structure to hold it. It can just float around. <laughs> that would be a really cool piece of space jump. <laughs> <laughs> the new Mars rover will uh, take a picture of a Yeti on Mars. <laughs> a 25-foot Yeti floating around out there. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, that brings us to what we would change about this ride. And I'm going to say, fix the Yeti. If we are doing commercial travel to outer space, <laughs> we can fix the Yeti in Mount Everest. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And I've, I didn't get to experience the Yeti in full motion, but it would just make it so much more awesome and interesting. And if it's really the largest audio animatronic, you want it to work so bad. Yes. I mean, I'm sure they've had many teams working on this over the years, but still, fix the Yeti, please. Thank you. So another thing that we would want to fix, if you haven't heard about this, there's an odd little tradition where people throw their scrunchies and their hair ties onto a ledge in the ride. So after you stop at the end of the broken tracks, and then you start to go backwards for the first time, there's a little ledge, and there are hundreds of scrunchies on that ledge. So please, stop throwing your hair ties. That would be something we would like to change. What is up with this, people? I mean, yeah, I guess it's one of those, like, I was there, like, that's my hair tie thing. But come <laughs> on, Disney cleans these out, and then you all just go and throw your hair ties anyway the next time that you're there. I don't know about you, but I always have an extra hair tie on my wrist because... In that heat, I need to throw my hair, mm -hmm. I, I need to pull my hair back. So I would not be willing to part with my hair tie. <laughs> no, I agree. And I think it would be better if they like threw coins or something, because then at least maybe they could raise enough money to fix the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say donate to charity, but yeah, fixing the Yeti. Yeah, I mean, you throw coins in a fountain, might as well throw coins over there instead of hair ties. Or blast the Yeti into outer space with Joe Rody, you know. <laughs> so thinking back on this ride and the nostalgia that, that goes with it it was always a must do for me pre-kids mm -hmm. then I took a break from it to focus on more family things knowing that I would be back to ride it again <laughs> thanks a lot COVID <laughs> <laughs> but I am super excited to do this with my boys whenever we finally do get back because it's just a fun ride it is it's just good fun it's not too big of a roller coaster but it's still that big thrill for you know mm -hmm. it would be a great first coaster when they first get to hit that height requirement it's one of those ones that just makes me giggle while i'm on it because it's just fun so i only have one story that i can really think of that jumps out at me and it's not really a positive one but i just wanted to share it I went on the single rider line for this ride the first time when I went with my mom and it was just the two of us and she doesn't ride roller coasters. So I didn't want to miss it, of course. I went on it. So when I went on the single rider, I just didn't feel the same attachment to the ride. I missed all of the awesome cue. 
And then I was sitting next to a stranger and I felt like I couldn't let loose and scream and raise my hands up in the air. So it was just something that I felt was a little bit lacking. So I don't think I'll ever do the single rider line again for this ride. But I just wanted to share that because it's just something to think about. It is something to think about. I haven't thought that way about single rider before, but you're right. It would change the entire experience. Um, my husband and I did go on a single rider line into another ride and we ended up getting to sit next to each other anyway. So that worked out well too. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All righty. Let's get down to grading. Let's get down to business. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can find our rubric on Instagram and Facebook. If you would like to follow along, find us at Disney on a roll. Our first topic on the ride rubric, like always is Q theming. And of course this ride gets a three for sure. Without a doubt. Cue comfort, it gets a two. Wait time versus ride length, unfortunately a zero. Even though the wait time is better than we thought it would be, still mm -hmm. in that zero category. Cast member setup, uh, they do dress in themed costumes, but there's no acting anything out. There's no step on up to your expedition. So this one gets a one. For ride comfort, we are scoring this a two just because it's only two passengers in each row. So if you're one parent and multiple children, one of your children is going to have to ride alone. I must say, though, I do like that even though it's a roller coaster, you can bring your bags on with you. So that is a bit more comforting for me. But yes, this besides the point, yes. that's not on our rubric. <laughs> Extra credit. <laughs> for ride maintenance and technology, this ride gets a two. Unfortunately, it doesn't really break down a lot, but we had to knock a point off for that silly, broken Yeti. Oh, Yeti. Oh, Yeti. For ride theming, this ride scores a three. Of course. And for ride extras, definitely a three. Keeps our interest peaked, uh, changing track multiple times, yep. <laughs> and hidden Mickeys. So that gives us a grand score of 16, which gives this ride the grade of B, and that joins Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Test Track, Dumbo, and Dinosaur on our leaderboard. Good job, Expedition Everest. Scored lower than I thought it would. Yeah, I mean, that ride wait time really kills a lot of these rides. It does. But it's going to help the rides that need it at the same time. So yep. we'll get there. We'll get there. Looking at you, Small World. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so let's have our inspirational quote of the day. This one is said by the emperor in Mulan, and he says, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. What a nice quote. It is. Something nice to think about, especially when you're having a tough day and you can't fix the Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for listening. We would be honored if you shared our podcast with your friends. Follow us on Instagram and or Facebook at Disney Honor Roll. Reach out to us there or email us at DisneyHonorRoll at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys, so keep on writing. Don't forget about our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash DisneyHonorRoll. Thank you in advance for that. Thank you for listening, everyone. Class dismissed. See, See you real soon. soon.